1: Bod rap pod, we are back. I was gonna say, We are black, one of us is black. <laughs> uh, it's a new week, we're getting by, we're getting through it. My name is Damone Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined on the line by bicycle enthusiast Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's
2: it going, What's up, guys? Um, yeah, I think I might. I, I might have caught the disease of. Bicycle enthusiasm. We'll see.
1: Wow, we'll see. wow! Are you gonna rock one of those Spike Lee uh, or not Spike Lee Davey D, uh era bicyclist caps? You know the one I'm talking about. I do,
2: I do. We're we're a ways away from that. Um, Are you gonna lot... drink
1: Peroni while you ride the bike?
2: I, I need to know. I get. <laughs> That's <laughs> more likely than uh, than, than doing a <laughs> that. that. cap. That's Dave stees I can't take that.
1: <laughs> oh, and speaking of which, the uh, the fly magnificent David Ma. How's it going? Hey, fellas,
0: doing okay, Monday, bluesy, you know, same yeah. shit,
1: same shit. Man, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, quite a bit going on in the, in the rap and rap-adjacent world. I wanted to hold a little bit of space um, to talk about this fucking Salt record, which I, I want to confront you guys live on Zoom and say, y'all knew about the first Salt record? Didn't tell nobody. Didn't just had me out here. I'm learning from like NPR and shit. Like it was
0: on uh it was on social media, and so I think I I'm not sure who was responsible for that last tweet of my DJ friends, but I I definitely have felt that like all my DJ friends were talking about that first record when it came yeah, out. Yeah, that was it amazing. was
3: Yeah, and it it, it was <laughs>
0: dope. It was dope then. Um, yeah, but yeah. the new one's great. I I like yeah. the new one more. It's oh my fantastic. god, fantastic, amazing,
2: it, dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah I it's the most Dj friendly music in the world it's like ESG meets like on this one kind of like afrobeat textures mm-hmm. and like great singing but it's always like super minimal and rhythmic so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a great record I still think five is their best work but you guys know I have wait record. wait wait there's another record before seven five.
1: Thanks a lot guys. This reminds me, (laughs) this reminds me of when I I figured out about talking heads and then I got mad at all my white friends. Like, why didn't you say something this whole time? Uh, I listened to that record and I go, this is what Lauryn Hill wishes she was doing.
3: Wow. It has,
1: it has that, it it gives me that, I'm not saying it sounds like miseducation, but it sounds like all the ingredients in the kitchen of miseducation coming together in a new way, which I i yeah i've been floored by that record um yeah
2: great record Um, wrote it listened to it while riding my bike yesterday helped me get through some very tough miles with the wind in my face um miracle they are the coolest band in the world because no one knows anything about them no pictures
1: no nothing they've really done a good job of of manufacturing the mystique aspect which i think is is amazing it's probably only a matter of time though. i think this record is so big um that it's yeah we'll we'll find out sooner or later but um you know and definitely it's it's hip-hoppy um i tweeted today on our on our timeline on our our twitter at Dead by rap pod that part of the brilliance of this record is there's no rapping on it and there could have easily been
2: rapping on it there's Um, a there's a couple parts where there's just like some fat break beats where it mm -hmm. was like this is basically a rap uh, a hip-hop beat Man, yeah. but because no one uses drums anymore, it's just so nice to hear some crispy drums. <laughs> I was Live. like, hey, this, this yeah. part is sick.
0: Lots yeah. of uh, can vibes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I'll take that. I was, I was going to go black stereo lab
0: it's
2: it's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's birds yeah it's spurts, yeah, yeah so. no.
0: and like nate mentioned esg as well the, the yeah. esg vibes
2: yeah it's like the on five it's really esg ish seven okay. is more like disco okay and then on this one they're kind of like like uh i don't know what you kind of call the amalgamation of all these different sounds but they really leaned heavily into like this is an album like for black america, mm-hmm. america. Mm-hmm. i want to say america but i actually think they are from the UK, so they sound black, like the Black UK. Diaspora, if you will. Yep. Yep. Um, and then they have the little, the little in-between song, little PSA moments that are super cool and like really necessary right now. And just like, yeah, it, it's, it's a great record. I'm super into it. Um, did you guys listen to the new, I'm going to pronounce it wrong on purpose because Damone said it this way and I can never say it again, <laughs> crew banging record? Uh, <laughs> I think it's
1: Krongbin. Bin.
0: It's Karang Bin, yeah. Karang Bin. Oh
1: my god. Uh, I like, have
0: not actually. I am. I'm dead. That's on my list of to check, yeah. check out. I'm fans of all their other stuff. Yeah, so. totally.
2: Same. It's um, they sing more on this. Like they okay. sing on this. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting. Okay. They had done that EP in between, um, their last. Band record, right, right. Um, Leon Bridges, Bridges, Texas Sun, which I love to death. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of more on the Texas Sun vibe side of things than like the Thai. Oh, really? Cinematic soul thing, but it's them singing. As far as I know, there's no guest vocalists. But yeah, it's like before where they were just a strictly instrumental band. I would still say the the vocals are more just a part of it. But in terms of hip hop adjacent uh albums there's a lot of lot of good stuff out right now and i definitely recommend uh
0: okay definitely got to check that out Um, yeah yeah, i was excited to hear that they had a new release and she can do whatever she wants you know Uh (laughs) (laughs) guys guys
1: (laughs) guys. (laughs) gosh uh i apologize to uh to everyone who's offended (laughs) i pronounced that word um so so yeah there's definitely there's so many new releases out so many new releases. Um, and it's great to see that even in a time where folks can't tour and such, that we're still, um, we're still getting new music to, to chew on. We have a, a producer on the program today who's gonna be talking about our new projects that's coming out uh, that, that we're really excited about. Um, also, there's murmurs that there's a new, uh, the new Rock Marciano record um, soon come
2: right uh, they're definitely dropping hints about that new west side gun right, right. coming soon fly so god is a god too mm-hmm.
1: okay okay
0: uh, i think benny has his uh monster island Zars project out with his like crew <laughs> yeah um i saw that um a, a couple other things man i don't have the list in front of me but it's just so it's been so exciting just every week is like fuck i've been looking forward to that dave do you think
2: people were like okay COVID's not going away. Let's just put out what we got. Like, we can't wait anymore. Or is it, like, because it's summer? Or, like, what do you think is, like, why now?
0: Um, I I think COVID fucked up a lot of deadlines and sort of rollouts. And so I think people are having recollected after these couple months are now, like, let's just drop it. Let's just drop this shit. What are we going to, you know, like, what is West Side Gun waiting for? (laughs) You know, might as well drop it now unless he's, unless dude is just lazy, which obviously he is not. You yeah, know what I mean? He had yeah, COVID. Give him. him a break. <laughs> right. That's right. My guy beat right. the COVID,
1: came back with the album. If we don't get COVID bars on this shit, I'm I want to <laughs> refund. Like I've been waiting for him to, to scream about his lungs being infected. So yeah, so there's there's big records coming out. Um obviously the, the world continues to burn. Um I wanted to just bring it back a little bit into our hip-hop world in kind of the hip-hop journalism world that we overlap with um, there's been a huge kind of reckoning in this space not this space not our show yet um, but there's been a big reckoning in the in the hip-hop kind of media industrial complex um, about uh, misogyny harassment it's touching all kinds of outlets that we we've known about for years. Um, you know, I've seen screeds against okay player complex, right. Uh, vulture, all, all the things, but I'm kind of like, um, it's interesting that I'm always interested in like, what, what starts that? Cause I'm sure women and people were getting harassed in these places for, for decades and decades. And I'm kind of wondering, like, I'm hoping, Dave, at your kind of (laughs) position in the industry, like, what, how did this even get started? It's like one day it was like all of a sudden everybody just came out with all these stories. Like, where is this coming from?
0: I, I think it's an amalgamation of mostly timing. Like this is the time where things break and you know, it's like lemmings, like when one mm-hmm. falls, they all do, you know? And like, I, I've gotten a couple emails about it. I mean, from my position is I'm a, I'm a freelancer, so I'm not, I'm not in the staff rooms with these writers, even though I'm like writing for various uh, platforms and publications, um, but it, I, I felt like it started with Lauren Nostro, who, used, who I used to work with at um, UMG Music. And she blew the cover on, I believe, um, one of the editors from Vice Magazine who went on to work at The Fader. His name was Eric Sunderland. Oh, that's right. That's but see, I, right. Actually okay. worked, I actually worked with that guy, and he's a fucking douchebag. So okay. it's like one of those okay. things where everybody kind of knows that this guy's a douchebag, but nobody really knows, you know? But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my, my take is with that with, and with everything is, you know, you, you believe the people who, who spoke their mind. and. And we're brave enough to like share their stories, you know. So mm. the reckoning is coming. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. I'm here for it. Um, I'm just uh, slowly erasing all my bylines.
1: I am about to say, I like how you qualified it with, I am a freelancer. Uh, I was not in the writer's room making jokes at Complex. Um, Like,
0: like I've been a staff writer on certain things and we'd have conference calls. But, you know, as you guys know, I don't don't live in L.A. or New York. So, like, I'm not rubbing elbows with these dudes. Or any other body parts. (laughs) Uh, Well played. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm glad to see it. I hope it keeps coming. And I hope it, you know, brings forth change. I mean, I'm down for a new wave. more representation more women more more all of it
1: absolutely absolutely um me too has,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no
1: <laughs> I, I can't even um ha, has a, has either of you can either of you tell me how this whole thing kind of got into the rhyme space cuz that's the other which seems interesting that this kind of one label and kind of um Collective of artists is was kind of called out. Psalm one is a friend of of both of y'all, and the and has had it just tweets upon tweets right about the Minneapolis scene, uh, rhymesayers. sayers, um, and look, we've had rhymesayers sayers folks on our program before, some of our better interviews. This is not the the judge and jury of that, but I'm just I'm curious to to you know kind of just under I again like Nate I look at the I'll, tweets I'll and I don't a, understand I'll give
2: you uh what I think then that I have no information on this uh the most recent one let's look at what's happening in Minneapolis in general sure. right like sure. there there's a huge sea change undergoing there there
3: sure
2: George Floyd you know, was murdered. There were, it was the start of this global protest movement. Um, they right. burned down the police station. They're defunding the police. So there's a, just a huge amount of social change happening there in general. I think that gives people like space to speak up and feel like things that are changing and can change if you okay. apply pressure to it, right? So my understanding of it is, is I don't exactly remember the guy's name, but I think his name is DJ Fundo or something. He's mm-hmm. rock's okay. DJ, Right, He's okay. accused fairly credibly, from what I understand. I don't know anything about this except for what I see on Twitter, of being a misogynist and a, a user of women. And then Dem Atlas, which is a rhyme sayers artist, is also accused of what I believe is more uh, domestic abuse. Okay, but I don't really know the details. And so those are two Rhymesayers associated artists. Um, it does bring back up all the Psalm One stuff, which I don't really feel like it's our place to like totally go into right here, but she feels like she was mistreated in her dealings with the label back then. so and then the statements that that have come out, I'm not sure if they're satisfying the urges of the people who are calling for change there. I think mm. there's a lot of a lot of aspects to this, so it, it, it's it's interesting to watch um, just to kind of bring it back home a little bit. I've always wondered as like a similar size city, why San Jose didn't have a hip hop scene that was like Minneapolis's mm. like why, like why, why couldn't we mm. do what they did? Like they were, they were such a, a model for what I thought could and perhaps even should be happening here. Like if we were organized, if we had a, a the right record store, the right record label. And like, I think long time listeners of the show know we're, you know, Dave especially is is working on some stuff in that realm um for our hometown and trying to trying to do good work and put things out and put people on and so uh it's it's a little disheartening to see in that way where it, like from the outside it seemed like a cohesive scene and it mm-hmm. seemed like people were pretty cool
3: mm-hmm. and
2: again I don't have any insight into this but it kind of seems like perhaps it's not so yeah, I'm right. going to be interested to watch this unfold um you you need to believe the women who are coming forward. That's that's the bottom line.
1: Yeah, and it's um and and also if we, I think if as men if we're just really honest about it, whenever I hear these things, I go, oh yeah, you know I could see totally. I could see that. Like if you get enough men together in a room, right, um, right? All the all the stories, I go, oh no
0: no, I've I've seen shit like that. Like that 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 jives. That that makes sense. Um, any and, any any man ran corporation that's been around for like a couple of decades. I'm sure there's there's some butt smacking around, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, not here,
1: not here gentlemen. <laughs> not here, not ever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to kind of see this this reckoning come in waves, right? Cause we, we had like a, a Me Too moment that started about two and a half years ago. Um, and it just seems like it just keeps coming back. People get the courage to come forward and then it kind of starts the chain off again. And so I, it makes me wonder, um, there's probably a layer of stories about other spaces that we've yet to hear um, that will be coming to the forefront sooner or later. So whew, yeah, it's, it's definitely a time. I wanna honor a, a, a very good piece of feedback that was given to us via Twitter where all the good feedback comes from. Um, we, we should have a woman on, women on uh, if they wanna talk about What's going on in these spaces? So I, one hundred percent, I'm not the producer, but I, I will put out the call and say, um, if there's folks that want a platform to talk about some of that um, within kind of the hip hop spaces, uh, definitely be into that. Um, and it just you know, nobody's nobody's infallible. To Nate's point, um, I did kind of look at that scene as being really wholesome. Right. <laughs> for some, right. 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 Like,
0: right. Right. Even rappers oh. as a label, I go, ah, you know,
1: they got these like really feel good acts and
0: um Well the, well, you know, they're they're sort of the they're conscious rappers too though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, it's so. dipset, you know right. what I mean? It's not like exactly. somebody's accusing Jim Jones. You're like
1: Right, right. Yeah, so uh yeah, it's 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 a really interesting time, but um, you know, to, to kind of echo everyone's point, we wanna uplift and 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 believe Women and other, you know, folks who are coming forward with these stories. I think maybe the good that comes out of this, and this goes back to when we were talking to Gary Suarez last week. um, I think this may be kind of kill off a section of hip hop journalism and maybe create a a new lane for something. I think what what uh, Jeff Weiss is doing, what uh, Gary Suarez is doing, um, is this kind of like outsider journalism may have a bigger lane now that all of these you know, whatever, I don't want to say titans, but the bigger uh, media outlets are kind of like cringy right now.
2: I'm not sure if that's the case. I think it's, I I wish, I wish that were the case. I think um, it's the media industry runs on dollars. And if you don't have them, eventually you're going to stop producing your product. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we it's, it's, I don't want to like, I don't want to hope for too much from what people are doing from their bedroom, essentially. You know what I mean? Like that's not the same level of interest Mm -hmm. and it's not the same level of validation. You know what I mean? Like even for the artists, like it's not the same thing. I don't think as being in like a a magazine magazine, like,
1: Uh, but I mean, isn't it like an indie label though? Like, yeah, there was a time when the major label was the only game in town. If we're talking, you know, pre 95. Right. And then, folks were boxed out and then they kind of created their own lanes. And now it's almost cooler to be, but then Indies became majors. So maybe your point was made. Maybe Hundreds I, I came up Indies to-
2: ran out of money after their first record and never did anything else is my, is more my point. Right. It's like for every stone's throw, there's, you know, 400 labels you've never heard of Who a guy had $3,000 in a dream
0: Right. totally totally got one what?
2: record out and fell fell off you know what i mean
0: i mean we, we can say the same for just publications in general you know what i mean so i mean there there are like long-standing titans and then there's a million blogs and sites and music review sites and blah blah, blah that come and go um i think to your point damon you know if this does establish change i mean if if all of my editors were replaced by women editors tomorrow and they're awesome thoughtful fair people uh, that would be an amazing thing, you know. What I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I obviously, as a male, do not, you know, I haven't suffered the, the the same experience that perhaps others have, you know. So, I don't know. I feel even weird talking about it because I'm like, who the fuck am I talking? You know? Yeah. No. I it's it's that it's the conundrum of do we talk about it
1: or do we not talk about it and then kind of give it you know more credence through silence. Um, like, I'm like, I'm here I'm here for awkward conversations always
0: um, for sure for sure
1: uh, so yeah we'll 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 open the door to that if if there's folks that want to um, tell that story we encourage um, yeah just more representation on the program uh, we also when we're not talking about societal issues we also listen to music um, and this week we want to bring back. Um, a bit that we started um, a couple months ago, I think. Uh, Mic Check, Please, Bay Area, featuring <laughs> the Dad Bod Rap Pod crew, where we take a record, one person kind of uh, serves up a record for the group to listen to, and then we all come back and rate it on the vaunted, yeah, if you liked it, nah, if you didn't, and meh, if it was if it was made for you. So the record that we, uh, that we selected for this particular uh, edition of the Yeah, Nam Mas Scale is a record that Gary Suarez talked about last week um, from an artist named Blue, B-L-O-O. Um, and the project is called MF Blue. Um, and the, it's a collaboration with Blue and a producer named Spanish Ran, which I thought Gary was saying Ren so it took me like twenty minutes to find this. Um, I think that was a little, a little of the Queen's accent. But um, yeah, so this project it's called MF Blue. The the artwork and such is totally leans towards this homage to um, MF Doom. Um, so I went into it with the idea that this was some sort of tribute album, right? Um, maybe in the style of El-Zai's, um his Nas tribute, which right. I, I didn't like. Um, and so I kind of was, I'm a little bit biased. I always feel like these things have the potential to be like super cringy, but knowing Gary and, and his, his ear for stuff, I was, I was like, Oh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. So um, listen to it. Uh, the first thing that jumped out at me is it is not a tribute record.
2: It's right, my, right, art, thankfully, right. Yeah, like, kind I, I of, found that to be a very good thing. Like, I was like, oh, cover art is cool. It's a <laughs> right. riff on the Jason Yeagle food cover, which is a, a, a modern that's classic it. cover. But other than that, that's says, about like, it. Things about Marvel and a couple little things about Totally, totally. But that's not even about MF Doom per se, it's more about like Doctor Doom. So, right, yeah, it, yeah, I was surprised me that was a plus. Yeah, yeah, that was so a plus,
0: I, but it was a bit misleading, though. I'm all, what's going on? We're we're just we're just doing we're just jacking um, cover art now. Doing yeah. You
2: know, um, <laughs> I think we have to begin this conversation by talking about the fact that there's already a rapper named Blue. Wow, <laughs> it's
3: wow. Right. Now,
2: now, if we want to talk about either one of these cats, and I like this record, and I'm, it's a yeah for me, and I'll get to my review, but okay, um, it, it's B L U versus B L O O, right? And right. like, no judgment, but like that there is already a rapper with that totally name. now we've totally. got asap rocky asap rock uh we've got <laughs> gifted gab gift of gab we've got blue right and blue um they're just uh the south central cartel havoc and i just right. don't understand why these things keep happening it's bizarre to me really but, you don't understand why it keeps happening no because there's
1: only so many dope names like There's only so many dope names. Like I, this happened when, um, and we're totally getting off of the review, but I'll get back to it. Gifted Gab, uh, Gift of Gab, whatever, little mini controversy that that was for like a day and a half. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's like either you do that or you name yourself like Teacup 924. Like there's no, that there's been so many rappers, so many names. I could see a dude in Queens being like, he doesn't give a shit about Blue in Exile. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, I'm yeah. I'm Blue this. This is my name.
0: Uh, yeah, but if you're a rap dude that exists in this rap universe, like, why are you going to name yourself Prodigy if there's another Prodigy, you know? Okay. With, with the, that, yeah, with that the, one was... That, South Central <laughs> Cartel is an outlier. <laughs> I want... <laughs> Yeah. and also, uh, and also, just to be clear with the gifted gab thing, I mean, one is gift of gab, and and Gabby is—I mean, her name's her name's Gabriella, and, and she right. has she his co-sign. I'm, I'm not putting
2: yeah, any yeah, yeah. judgment on any of this. I just Please think
1: it's weird because just
2: bizarre. But as a rapper, I get it though, because people come up
1: with their titles and identities, and you know, this dude could have been Blue since whenever, and he's like, "Fuck that, I'm not changing." Um so i i was impressed with the record in the sense that it wasn't an homage um it is more like a supreme blind tell where it's kind of just giving props to Mm -hmm. somebody but i was almost surprised because i'm like i don't even hear the mf doom influence in blues rap like it it so it was a good thing but also a little bit disorienting um to me i get Hints of uh, of crime apple.
2: I was going to um, say that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He a, like they would sound good going back and forth on on a track
1: mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so and, I, and
2: blue will do little touches where he'll use a Spanish word to to finish a rhyme, but it's always a well known right word. Right. It's not it's not quite like crime apple, where crime apple will do a bar. <laughs> or like and I'm like reaching for the Google Translate. I I didn't catch that at all dude like I I heard Manteca. (laughs) I I don't understand what you said like very little Spanish so it's hard for me to keep up but Blue did it a couple times tastefully I thought. yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think he's a good good MC. I thought the rhymes were really well written and like when I one of the criteria I use to judge a rapper is like can I guess how you're gonna finish
1: Right, right. Every right. single
2: time on this. Right. Like, That's not what I thought. That wasn't yes. the easy way out of this. Yes. That uh, yes. was cool. I
0: also, I also use the same criteria, Nate. And, yeah, um, it's always good when, when you know, you're less surprised, you know. It's been, like, 30 years and Redman still surprises me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah Blue here, I think, is, is best over the more sparser beats because he can just flex weird patterns and kind of go off in a crime apple sort of yeah. way um yeah uh Sorted of to your point Damone. i i like i like that it wasn't tied in to um the food album but i felt it was totally misleading as well you yeah, know what it's i mean kind like, of a bait and switch yeah we're just gonna name our shit. enter the 36 chambers part two and it has nothing to do with it like you know but but, but i i go back to
1: supreme <laughs> supreme blind is is not a is not a ghost face tribute per se, it's it's more of just a nod, right? It's kind of uh-huh. like... So that's kind of how I took it, although Supreme Blind Tell doesn't use the artwork. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought um, the production of Spanish Ran um, uh-huh. was dope and also not Doom-inspired. I'm just... But, it, right. Yeah, but also dope. It's kind of a, what I would call a, a nouveau boom-bap um, type of style. Uh, there's samples are flipped, but uh, drum patterns are cool. It's not the production is also not super predictable right um, which i enjoyed and there's little skits and things i guess that's the biggest kind of mf doom callback because there's like little skits and and cutouts of things that kind of make it um that make it interesting uh it is not so nate you're yeah um i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna go you know thumbs go, up yeah it, as well I'm all right go, yeah as well three Our first unanimous three yeah for uh blue and, and, and spanish just enjoying
2: Rand. like learning about spanish ran learning about blue mm-hmm. like when gary mm-hmm. talked about it last week i took notes i listened to some stuff over the weekend like i, th- I think both of them are they're cool they're definitely like something i'm going to be checking for and um spanish ran in particular has a lot of projects so really so, oh. like, yeah you got to like kind of seek them out a little bit but mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm liking what i've been hearing so far he's got one um it's it's like a Michelin stars project, and all the uh, all of the songs are named after like famous restaurants. So it's like, what is this like cat? Mix I, about, yeah, about like, to this, say, like, like, <laughs> was this made exactly for me? Is it tuneate with love? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's dope. Yeah,
1: the hip hop and food realms continue to to converge.
2: And not um, for nothing, but both the both of them posted the segment of the show uh, mm-hmm. where oh, we talked no. about them last week on Instagram mm-hmm. and like oh, nice. tagged us and stuff. So it's nice to like feel the love goes both ways.
0: Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm glad that we checked this out because, like, to your point eight, I I was like, yo, who's a Spanish, uh, you know, who's the Spanish rand guy? So, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So I I feel like. Um, it's it's some new artists that we we're checking for. We recommend that y'all check for. The the MF Blue album is not on the streams, but it is on YouTube. It's on uh, streams. I listened to it, it on Spotify. Is
0: YouTube? it true? Oh. I couldn't find it. I okay. listened to it on Bandcamp. I didn't see it on Spotify. Okay. Well, then it's
1: then it's out there, um, and probably I should be a cool guy and buy it on Bandcamp. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend folks who are hmm, – no, oh, there you go. I didn't doubt you, Nate. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Believe I think, I, think I was uh, looking I've for thought, Spanish.
2: two years and been friends with you guys for combined probably about forty years. Just so I could get in here and lie about this. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: lightweight believed you, Nate. Really? Um, but yeah, I, I recommend folks check it you out. You guys were
2: typing in B L U. I was. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> See why this is confusing and unnecessary?
1: Well, everybody, uh, per Nate, he's saying you can't copy other people's names. And you I'm must. I'm not
2: saying that. I'm saying it's.
1: You good. must be called <laughs> THX1138. Do what you want.
0: Do what I, you I, want.
4: No judgment.
0: It's, it's a limitless world of names, guys. I, 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 I agree. I'm, I'm in agreement with Nate if, if you're saying that, like, do not bite names. Like, you can call yourself MC anything.
2: It'd be dope. Uh, do you think there will ever be anyone named that ever again? MC?
1: Really? Oh, MC yeah.
2: something? Oh, absolutely. Name one um, now. Like, who's, who's named that right MC now? MC Paul Barman. Okay, that's from 20 years ago. <laughs> he just released <laughs> a record last year. But I'm saying now. They would start now with the name it, it'll, MC it'll, something.
1: I guarantee it'll come back. At okay. some point, at some point, it'll it'll DJ be... is
2: there's still DJs or still DJ everything. You never hear a guy whose name is MC something anymore. No,
0: but um, when, when they're you... written about, they'll they'll be they'll be named they'll be referred to as MC something. Well, something, well, there's a, a there's name?
1: MC there's EMCEE as like a, a title, but I yeah. know what you're saying. As a moniker, um, it has went out of fashion. Except I did a, a rabbit hole dig on kind of like Brazilian rappers. They will still use, they will still use the, uh, the MC moniker yeah. for
0: what, it, I mean, like literally 2019, they were
1: still
2: yeah, doing it I, for sure.
0: I yeah. think we're talking about American MCs, right? I mean, aren't British MCs MC so-and-sos? Are
2: I don't they? know of any who are currently doing that. That's why it struck me as weird. Cause that was so common back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, everything comes back around. I'm having a hard back. time seeing like a, a modern rapper choosing that as their moniker.
1: The first person to do it, we will interview you here on Dad Bod <laughs> Rap Pod. We are here to bring the MC title back. My thing is, who will bring back Big? Big used to be a moniker, Right, got right. replaced by Lil. Right. And I think in the, the whole body thing we have this fat Tony.
2: Who's not even fat? <laughs> He's not even fat. I'll never get over that.
1: Uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod. We have a dope guest lined up for you guys today. I always like to producer interviews because they're, they're typically uh, pretty insightful as producers don't usually talk a lot, um, but having the chance to talk about their music. On this program today, we have Apollo Brown who has worked with um, quite a few rappers in the game. Uh, he had a project out uh, called Mona Lisa with um, Joel Ortiz a couple years ago. He had a project with uh, Planet Asia. Uh, he's had a project with uh, where I learned about him. Uh, with with was it actually with Ghostface the Brown Tape or is it like it's a uh, flip? It's, it's, a a, it's, it's a remix project. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a remix of that Adrian Young uh, Twelve yes. Reasons to Die. Yeah. Twelve Reasons to Die. Thank you.
1: Right. So the Brown Tape is kind of where I got I got uh, introduced to Apollo Brown and his his style of production, which as an MC <laughs> is. Uh,
2: <laughs> Which is M1, yeah. yeah. As, as, as MC Damone Carter. <laughs> ouch, ouch.
1: I see you trolling. Um, as, as a rapper, uh, Apollo Brown makes very rappable beats. Um, his, his beats are, are kind of tailor-made for, for Cats to, to layer on some, some real bars. So uh, definitely excited to have him on the program. And here he is now. Dad bod Rap Pod. We are back. Another dope interview lined up for y'all in the temple of Zoom. We have Apollo Brown. Where, yeah. are, you, where are you at right now? Like physically located?
5: Uh, Detroit, man. Detroit. Okay. I'm I from the D. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and and you got the perfect dad bot on the video. Right, or, uh, <laughs> on the, right now, I'm 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 the I'm the uh the representative of all dad bods, man. So um yeah.
1: Thank you for repping. Yeah, no,
5: I'm in I'm in Detroit, man. Down in down in my uh down in my lab right now.
1: Yeah, which looks oh. sick. I know this is we only use the audio from this, but for those uh for those of you listening, um Apollo Brown has the producer room that you wanna have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that <just laughs> you, have you the record nerd man cave. <laughs> yeah, man, it's,
5: it's uh it's my escape. And um you know, it's one of those rooms that you know you kinda I kinda dedicate it to myself, man. Everything everything on these walls kind of reminds me what I've done and where Mm. I've been. And um, I think everybody needs one of those things or one of those rooms where they're just kind of, it's not cocky. It's not being, you know, self-centered. It's just, it's inspiration, man. And Mm. a lot of these, a lot of these posters are from, from tours and overseas and um, different things that I've done throughout my career, man. And it just kind of, you know, it actually helps me stay humble. So.
0: Mm. That's well, um, Can uh, you know? Can we just start off with, with your most current project with Shay, and um, I just wanted to know, like, how did you hook up with her? And then at what point, like, what did you hear in her that made you say, "Yo, I want to like do a full-on project"?
5: Yo, man, I hooked up with her the old-fashioned way, man. And and, and I just I just hit her up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I was a fan. Um, she had put out a project. Um, she actually two of them. Uh, Thrill of the Hunt Part One and Thrill of the Hunt Part Two. I didn't really – I heard part two before I heard part one. So, uh, obviously, part two, that was uh, totally produced by uh, 38 Special, And, you know, I'm a fan of his and his beats and his rhymes. And um, I'm like, yo, man, who is this MC, man? And not even just, like, female MC, just MC, period. You know what I'm saying? Like – and, you know, she's representing the whole um, upstate New York movement that's going on right now, man, you know, with Buffalo and and, Mm -hmm. and Rochester and just – just that whole movement, man, and um, to me, man, when I heard her, when I was listening, I would listen back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, "Yo, she's the one." Like mm-hmm. out of all of them, like everybody's dope coming out of that movement, but she's the one to me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She just stands out. And um, so, you know, after after a few weeks of man, just just kind of listening to her music, man, and taking it in, I I, I hit her up on on what was it, Instagram, I think. I just I just DM'd her and was like, "Yo." We need to work, straight up, because um, <laughs> wow. I'm a fan, you know what I'm saying, and, and and I like what you're doing, I like your delivery, I like your, your content, um, you know, I just, I'm a fan, man. I'm like, yo, we need to work, let's do it. And uh, she was all for it, and, you know, that's kind of like, you know, we're, we're kind of where it begins, so.
0: Okay, uh, uh, and what, what was the process of making that album like? Uh, working oh, with her it's, and it's the there. same
5: it's the same process i have for for anything that i do man as far as making an album um you know we, we'll talk get to know each other you know it's almost like interviewing interviewing a babysitter for your kids <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of that's kind of what it is man you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know you're not gonna just leave your kids with anybody <laughs>
0: right, you know right
5: you know your kids and my kids being you know my beats and in this uh you know, situation and I'm not just going to leave my beats with anybody, man. I never have, I never will. So I like to get to know the person, you know, I like to kind of, kind of shoot the shit, man. And just, you know, see where we're at, man. And if we we're in the same headspace, man, and um, we both have the same goals in mind, man. And just to make good incredible music and, you know, yo man, and share it with the world. So I'm like, cool, cool. This is, this, this is going to be a good fit. And mm-hmm. so we started talking about what we wanted to do. Kind of laying it out, man, and um, I didn't really have a, uh, there wasn't really a theme or a, you know, a, a certain, um, you know, we just we just wanted to make music, man. So I started sending her beats, uh, like I do with anybody. I'll start sending you beats. I kind of have a sound in mind, um, kind of, man. But then we'll, we'll we'll so I'll send like the first five joints or whatever, and then while I'm doing that, I'm making new joints, and then I'm start I'm starting to hear what I'm. I'm like, all right, you know, and and I don't really deviate a lot. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who knows me and knows my music, they kind of know what to expect. When they, Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, see anything that says Apollo Brown, they kind of know that it's going to be mid-tempo, boom-bap, for the most part, man. And that's the music I love. That's the music I love to make, love to listen to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've never been one to be bullied into making something that I don't like, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just... Mm -hmm. I make what I like, and if those who think I'm too repetitive or uh, you know all my music sounds the same or whatever, whatever, you know, it's, I don't care, man. It's
3: I make what I like,
5: man, and if you right. like it, you you know, cool. If you don't, the 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 great thing is you don't have to listen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but just like any other album, man, I'll send beats over uh, the MCO right to him. And one thing that I make sure of is that we get in the studio together and record the album. Okay. So, you know, just like any other MC that I've worked with, she wrote to the album, um, wrote all the songs or most of the songs. Um, we set up a set up a window of time. And it's like, all right, man, I'm gonna fly you out. We gonna get in the studio for a week and uh, knock this album out, man. I, I like to be present.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And you know, when I, when I turn, when I turn the beat on or, a lot of times when we're making new albums or making an album, I'll, I'll present, I'll throw a wrench in the plans, and and, and show up to the studio with a, with a couple different beats. You mm. know what I'm saying? That might kind of kind of mess some things up a little bit, but I like that. I like to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I like for the MCs I work with to be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. It's just you know pressure pressure you know creates diamonds, man. And yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, she came out, man, and we um we recorded the album, um. In about a week's time maybe five days or whatever something like that and um face to face you know it's it, it, i hate saying organic but that's kind of what it is and right you know i can see the facial expressions you know coming from her she could see mine after she gets done spitting in the booth i'm like yo that's what i'm talking about <laughs> right. um you know i just kind of like it face to face and that's one of the things that we have left one of the few things we have left in this hip-hop uh this hip-hop shit man and is getting together, and mm. and 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 actually getting in the studio and, made, and and creating an album, man. And I can't do an email album. I don't I don't do email albums, mm. man. I just it's there's something about it that's just so, um, just it, it's impersonal, man. And it and it it doesn't really create the feeling that I want. So, mm. um, but yeah, that was pretty much the process, man. And you know, we got it done, and, and and luckily we got the album done about two weeks before Corona hit. I
1: was about to say, so, yeah, okay, Corona. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. No, we wasn't out here playing around while during this whole. <laughs> no, no. We got it done, uh, probably about two weeks, um, before things got really serious with Corona, man, and mm. uh, you know, states were shutting down and stuff like that. So we got it done just in time, man, just in time, mm. and so I've had plenty of time to to get it mixed and um mixed and mastered and get it all perfected man the way i wanted it to sound so that was cool you know that's uh that was one of the things about this corona man and, and quarantine is like it ain't nothing new for producers this is what we do <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i i come down to the basement and lock myself in the room you know anyway that's just yeah, right i'd rather not be around other people i'm good you know so i can just create so that's what we did man and um you know got it mixed and mastered and manufactured and 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 we're about to get it out to the to the people man that's Don't fantastic
2: know. we're looking forward to hearing that next friday the 10th yeah um, yeah and yeah. i wanted to ask you because you were so specific about your process how how would you make given everything you just said an album like sincerely detroit where it's now, every single mc yeah. in the world is on there like can you walk us through last year's kind of so, opus project your love letter to your city
5: that album right there, man, that's one of the few albums. That album in, in Grandeur are one of the few albums that it's almost impossible to get in the studio with everybody. Ooh. When you're making a large compilation album like that, especially that one, I have 56 artists on it. Yeah. For me to, for me to get in the studio with 56 artists, man, it, one, it'd be time consuming. It'd be, it'd be uh, a strain on the pockets. Yeah. Um, it'd be a little bit of everything, man. So that one you know, was more of a, uh, yo, send me your verse, send me your verse, send Mm -hmm. me your verse. Like (laughs) there's really no getting in the studio. There's a lot of correspondence with people, a lot of correspondence with each, with each MC. Um, The process of pairing one MC with another. See my whole thing with that was I wanted to hear MCs with other MCs that you wouldn't wouldn't normally hear. Right. Not in the Detroit scene, at least, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So um, a, there's, there's a lot of songs where you might not ever see those two MCs rap together again. You know what I'm saying? They're two different circles,
3: mm-hmm.
5: uh, two different eras. Um, it just, you know, I wanted to see some of that stuff, man. And, and then not to mention like case in point, um, the joint I did with, um, with Guilty Simpson and Fat Ray, that's not it's not necessarily a beat that i would never send them you know i would Mm. never send guilty simpson that type of beat Mm. you know but i wanted to hear different mcs over different beats that i wouldn't normally hear them on that you know that type of beat as well so Mm. um without kind of going off to the left um you know as far as my sound there's certain things uh, you know certain certain sounds on that on that album that kind of are a little different you know and and that's cool man and um but those type of albums, man, I that album right there took me uh, six to eight months, I think, to uh, okay. just get the music back. That wasn't even including, <laughs> you know, mixing and mastering, man. So right, right. that was a feat within itself to get 56 artists from one city mm. to uh, kind of come together and and um, and a lot of the songs to, to be on the same page. Yeah. You know, like one MC to rap about the same thing the other MC is rapping right. about or something close because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get those where one one MC's is rapping about his mom the other MC's is rapping about a gold chain and then one MC's is rapping about the sandwich he ate yesterday so right. you know and it's totally <laughs> and then the hook is something totally different so right. you know it's just like it's it, it's hard to get that many uh artists together mm-hmm. and um and come up with a cohesive project man so I think I did it well, man, and um, I got a lot of praise for it, especially in the hometown, you know. And I was I was really surprised about that, and 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 excited and happy about it, man. That was um that was the only album that I put out last year, and um, it's,
2: yo, I was super proud of that album. It's and very the way impressive, it came out, man. Yeah, so, I just I just knowing a little bit about what you were just saying, just logistically, it's impressive, but musically, it's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, very no, was, well, was, very it was, it was well a, put
5: together. It was a big feat, man. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, that's awesome. So you you mentioned um, bringing together all these artists from one city. Um, what what is it about Detroit that has this? Because there is this like breath of different types of of artists, of producers, and you can say there's a Detroit sound for sure, but it's like very broad as well. Can you talk a little bit about like what makes I mean, Detroit? You know, you Detroit? could
5: you could say there's a Detroit sound. Um, but then, then you can't because there's so many different Detroit sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got the D-boy sound. You got a Dilla sound. You got um, a real backpacker sound. You got the yeah. street. Yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot of different sounds that come from Detroit, man. So um, I tried to give my interpretation of Detroit, my sound, yeah. and, and my own interpretation of Detroit sound. And so even I, in, 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 you know, promotion of that record, I even said, you know, I'm not going to claim that this is Detroit sound or the sound of Detroit. This is just my interpretation of the sound of Detroit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want people to come at my head like, yo, that ain't Detroit. Like this is Detroit. Nah, Nah, man, this is my interpretation of the sound of Detroit. So, um, but Detroit, man, it's just, there's a lot of character here, man. There's a lot of character here. There's a lot of resilience. Um, the people are die hard, don't stop, don't quit. I mean, obviously Detroit's a hustle city, right? you know, um, but everybody has a story, man. And that's what makes the music good here. It's all heartfelt. That's, that's one of the things is, it's not like surface music. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear a lot Mm -hmm. of surface music, man. A lot of the music here is, is heartfelt, true story. Um, People are telling their lives. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of great things that happen in the city, but there's also a lot of bad things that happen in the city. Uh, just like any other city, man. And people have stories. And people have um, just everything to tell about their lives and people that they know and their families. And, you know, the MCs like Elzai like, like and Royce and Guilty, man. Like, just those three right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to put Eminem in the mix. Like, right. come on, man. Like, <laughs> That's, yeah. And then we got, DJ, we got DJs, we got singers, we got, yeah. you know, I mean, just some of the best talent, man, in the world, bro. So it's, it's like one of those – there's a reason why the world checks for Detroit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whenever, whenever I'm overseas or wherever I'm at, when I'm touring, man, everybody always wants to know what's going on with Detroit, man, and what's new out of Detroit. We're, we're just – we're definitely a hip-hop representative, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And uh, we're one of the foremost – hip-hop representatives right now over the last 10 years yeah you know and it's uh it's it's exciting to be a part of that man and um and to just be a brick in that wall Mm. you know Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. yo man you um you mentioned dilla earlier and i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you of course you being a producer as well does does the ghost of dilla loom large and uh, what was your connection to his music
5: you know what, man? I'm, 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 and and I'm usually honest about this. Whenever mm-hmm. anyone asks me about uh, about Dilla and his music, man, I wasn't really up on Dilla and his music, mm-hmm. man. Like, um, not until my later years, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was really, I, I'm a big DJ Premier head, mm-hmm. and so I was really up on on like Prem and Pete Rock and Alchemist and you know the RZA you know mm-hmm. stuff like that man i wasn't really up on I, I knew dilla's music you know and i knew what he produced and stuff like that but i wasn't really um at the time growing up especially in my teens and early 20s um i was really into like real hard music and um i wasn't really into like more of the 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 like um some of the softer stuff that that, that dilla would produce man you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so it didn't really do anything for me
0: gotcha um gotcha. until
5: later as I started getting older and rep and really like understanding some of that, man. And, and I mean, obviously I'm a Dilla fan and and uh, Dilla is, is, is one of the goats, man. So um, but I can't sit and say that his music inspired me growing up because it didn't, you know, I, I didn't listen to it a lot. You know gotcha. what I'm saying?
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, we, yeah, man, of, course, not... of course, had to ask, you know what I mean?
5: I, I was premiered for you all day, man. Like, I was just a primo, primo head, man.
1: Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's, that's dope. So you, you've worked with a bunch of different artists and you've done some really interesting um, collaborative projects. We, we talked about the new record with Shane Noir. Uh, you've done a record with Planet Asia. You've done a record with Sky Zoo. Um, how, how do you, do you tailor like when you're doing for a different person, like for the Shea record, you you mentioned that you just shot her a bunch of stuff. Or were you just looking through and going, this sounds like this artist, and I'm going mean, to push them in that direction?
5: You always you always tailor a little bit. Um, you don't want to sway from being you. You know what I'm saying? This is It's always going to be my sound. Mm-hmm. But I might tailor a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like um, the Easy Truth album with Sky Zoo. There was a few joints on there that, almost made me uncomfortable even just like yo I don't, I don't know man i'm i'm playing with the 808 kit right now like, I, i'm not a, i'm not an 808 you know double time hi hats and stuff like that like that's not my thing really but i'm like yo i can do it you know and um let's see if we can make a couple of these joints man kind of kind of peak as a, you know a certain crowds interest
3: mm-hmm. um
5: without going too far left you know what i'm saying like right, right. let's see what we can do so i definitely um cater a little bit but i also make them cater to me mm. so in the case in point that same album there was a couple of joints that were drumless mm. and i love drumless drumless uh joints man like really? okay, and uh you know you don't really hear sky on on a drumless joint that much man so it kind of made him uncomfortable <laughs> to get on it but it but it it made for beautiful music i was like yo this is great man like um so yeah, no, I'll cater a little bit, but I won't sway too much, man. It's still me. It's still gonna be, you know, an Apollo Brown produced album, mm. um, and it's gonna give the fans and just my supporters, especially the day ones, who know what they're gonna get from me. Um, it still gives them that, you know what I'm saying. And and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna alienate those people to 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 grab new fans. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, uh, I just okay. won't. Yeah, so I definitely cater though. I mean, even with the, the Shaynor album like there was some joints on there that I'm like, yo, she's very she's very um when she raps, she has a lot of imagery. So I wanted to cater to that. Ooh. Um I wanted to give her uh certain types of music that she could sit down and it it'll, it'll it'll just speak to her and then she'll just speak back, you know what I'm saying, and and trying to and give you that imagery. And so she's really good at that, man. So that's what that was the way I catered to her.
2: Uh, Apollo, you appear to have had a very long-standing and fruitful collaboration with Mellow Music Group. Like I'm looking at your discography right now, and it's it's rare for kind of an indie hip hop collaboration to like be that long and have that many different looks and projects. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about um, it? Just where, how do you work together, and it, do you feel like that's something that's helped you be successful?
5: Well, I mean, first and foremost, man, Mellow is family, man. You know. um, it's, it's just, I've, I've been on Mellow for over 10 years now and um, I'm not going anywhere, man. That's just, that's just my home. That's my family, your family first. Like we, we, when we do business, it's not even us doing business. It's us getting on the phone saying, all right, what do we want to do next? Let's see what, you know, who do we want to work with? What do we want to put out? You know, um, all right, what kind of budget we got? Let's see. Um, what do you think we can put towards this? Uh, what what features do you want to get on this? You know, it's it's really two friends talking. You know, he's one of my best friends. So uh, Michael Toll, for, who who runs Mellow Music Group, is one of my best friends, man. We've, we've talked, I've never, we probably talk on the phone every two days for the last 10 years. So you develop a friendship with somebody who you talk that much with mm-hmm. on the phone, you know what I'm saying? Or in person or whatever. Um, but it's really just two friends, you know, making business decisions about putting out the right music the fans want. And, um, you know, I, I get treated very, very well. And I have creative control over whatever I do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super important to for anybody on any label. You know, you want to be in control of the music that you put out. Um, you don't want a label to be like, nah, you can't put that out. Nah, I don't like mm-hmm. this nah, let's do this one instead of that one. Nah, nah, nah. You know, nah, come on, man. This is my music. Like, this is what I want to put, put out to the world. I know what my people want. And, um, that's just, I mean, that's just it. Like, but mellow that's, that's, um, that's home for me, man. You know, and, um, those are, that's, that's family right there. And, and, you know, as long as we can keep putting out great music and, and, and there's a demand for it, um, we're going to do just that, man.
0: So, so Yo, man, I wanna um quickly ask you a little bit about the brown tape, which is um obviously a remix project of the Adrian Young Ghostface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's actually um,
5: it's actually not a remix project.
0: It's not? It, Wait, so no, it's, it's your not. beats that, over it?
5: That's a misconception, man. It was actually um before that album even came out, it was sent to me in just vocal stems. It was okay. the hardest album I've ever hardest album I've ever produced in my life. Oh. Wow. So okay. so this was the whole idea behind this was obviously the main version is Adrian Young's version. And then we want you to have a version as well that we're going to call the Brown tape that we're going to put out. And it was only going to be put out as a tape, as a cassette. That's why yeah. it's called the Brown tape. It, there was no um, plans of putting it out on CD or vinyl or even digital. It wasn't even supposed it was just a tape to go and accompany the album when people bought. So when people bought a, there was a certain um package or whatever that you could buy of that album that came with like uh vinyl poster uh something else and then the brown tape and mm. that was just something and that's the only way it would come okay so it wasn't a remix it was actually just another version
0: gotcha and yes. so wow.
5: it was sent to me literally um just vocal stems there was no drums there was wow. no music I didn't even hear the music I don't even I didn't even know what Adrian's uh version sounded like because it was mm. before all that mm. they were like yo can you whip something up can you can we which we want you to come up with your own version and I'm like what do you mean like why don't you send, send me the music and, and I was like no all we have is the vocal stems and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so basically you want me to produce music around vocals instead of mm-hmm. instead of you know, mm-hmm. most most songs are made by putting vocals around music. <laughs> music right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you want me to produce this album backwards, basically? Right. But I'm like, yo, it's Ghost. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this yeah. was this was you know, what? 2013. 13, yeah. 13. But when yeah. we did it, was like 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I'm not gonna pass this up. And then they were paying me handsomely, and I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. But they was yeah. like, well, we, we need it in two
2: weeks. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, story keeps getting worse for you. Yeah, so I'm wow. like, no, oh,
5: you need this in two weeks. I don't have any BPMs. Wow. I don't have any I don't have anything but vocal tracks. And then wow. I don't know what the bar counts are. You know, members, <laughs> right. they don't they don't necessarily just do a 16. Right. They might right. do they might do 17 bars, right. which is like <laughs> What do you, what do you, you know what, what I'm saying? What do you
1: do like, with that? Yeah. Or, or
5: they'll, they'll do something that's 22 bars. Or yeah, It's just like, so I don't have a bar count. I don't have anything. All I have is vocal stems. So I'm like, yes. yo, yo. Know, and I I told my wife, I'm like, yo, you got to leave me alone for like, <laughs> I'm I'm literally going to be locked down here trying to put together an album with no details whatsoever. So wow. Wow. That, you know, and then so I ended up doing that, and I got the first one done, and I'm like, all right. And then as we went along, you know, obviously I did it one at one at a time, and, um, you know, come to find out, like I was saying, like some, you know, you got had like a 17-bar verse or something, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, the, the bar count was weird, and, and that's the worst for producers because, you know, especially when you're – if you're producing on like, you know, you got a two-bar loop or, you know mm-hmm. – uh, whatever you're doing and it's like man then you got to change this up and try to figure out how to accommodate that extra bar that one bar (laughs) and um it's just um it's like damn man but yo I got it I got it done um a lot of that music was a little fast for my taste I don't Mm -hmm. really I'm very mid-tempo so there's a lot of joints on there that are really you know as I started doing I'm like man these are really fast man and but I just had to go with it, and that's yeah. that's basically what the tempo was for for, for the song. So, um, yeah, no, that was one of the hardest projects I've ever mm-hmm. produced in my life, man. And, and wow, they asked me to do um, thirty six seasons, and oh, wow. uh, yeah. so that was I was supposed to produce that whole thing, and uh, I. I I declined.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's like, I got, PT, got PTSD. That's ghost pretty face. much what it was, yeah. man. That,
5: that's that's what it was. I was like wow. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I don't I don't think I'm gonna go that route again, man. I'm you know, I'm yeah. cool, man. I got one under my belt. I'm good with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That, like, that's you know, crazy. I'm like, yo, I'm not I'm not greedy, man. So um Wow. It was it was rewarding though, you know what I'm saying? It was real hard to do,
3: mm-hmm. but
5: you know, it was real rewarding because being, you know, even though it was supposed to be just a tape, it became very, very popular. Yeah, right. And uh, right, a lot of yeah. people liked it over the original. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, say. I think I'm among the heads, it's, it's
2: considered you know, lot, to be the better project. Yeah, yeah, a lot
5: a lot of heads, you know, they, they liked it better than the original. I won't say that. You know, Adrian's my man. You know, he does his thing. He's an amazing composer. Musician. Yeah. Uh I mean, he's not even a producer to me. He's a composer, man. He's yeah. like, you know, he does his thing. So um but there was a lot of people who 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 preferred the brown tape and so they ended up uh because of the demand they made it into cd and and vinyl and then uh later on in the years uh after it was kind of stagnant and wasn't doing anything um mellow music group acquired it we 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 bought it we bought it from uh the other label i'm not going to name that label but yeah. We bought it from the other label, and uh, now it's under our umbrella and back in my catalog. That's so that's dope.
2: I'm yeah. so glad we asked that question. That is such a cool story. Thank you, yeah, man. That
5: that that was a hard <laughs> album to do, man. I
2: believe was... it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that
0: means I mean, after all these years, though, man, I think that's the superior one, man. That's especially in terms of how it fits Ghost. You know, what I, I mean?
5: appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I um, I really. That one was a la carte as hell, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, uh, <laughs> really tried to term. I tried to cater to not only ghosts but the Wu-Tang community with that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah, and uh point. try to give it a little bit of that old school Wu that I that I grew up on and you know cuz I was a woo, a big Wu head. So um I tried to give it some of that, man, and and I think uh I succeeded a little bit, man, and and and, yeah. and did an all right job, man. I appreciate yeah. it
1: did uh did you notice kind of because that's that's my beginning with apollo brown music is, is oh word. Through the brown tape so did you notice a kind of a bump in in awareness about your work you had been out for a while already but did you um, notice a bump after the brown tape
5: i mean any anything that a producer does with ghosts man you'll notice a little bit of a bump you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, i mean I that. that's go- that's ghosts man so um it's uh you know and then and and not to mention man we me and uh fame from uh mop mixed that record down in new york too so oh, word. um yeah that was that was part of that whole thing as well so it but no and i definitely i definitely noticed a slight uptick in okay. in my career and and, and being noticed and awareness you know of apollo brown um but that you know you know any, i i think anybody would doing anything with ghosts you know
2: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Apollo, do you mind walking us through your gear setup? We always like to give the producer nerds a little a little tidbit if you don't mind. Like what are you using these days and like, you know, just give us a snapshot if you don't uh, mind. My uh
5: my main daw, if you want to if you want to call it that, um I don't even know if you can call this a daw, but uh so I work on Cool Edit 2000. So, wow. Cool Edit Cool Edit 2000 came out in 1997. Um, Wow! And I I've had it since then, and I've still work on it to this day as my main, my main Daw. Um, Wow!
2: It ain't broke.
5: Yeah, that's well. That's (laughs) kind of what I say, man. I know, I know, Cool Edit. So uh, it's not you know Adobe Audition. It's it's the Centrillium software, man. The the original, you know, the original Cool Edit. So I'll I use I use Cool Edit two thousand and I also use Cool Edit Pro, which is also Centrillium software. Um, and then I'll add to it like right here I have a machine sitting right here and I have a complete uh, I have a twenty five sitting right here. Um, my uh, my interface is a uh, is a Mackie big knob. Um, my speaker setup my my monitors are jbl mk1s behind me so i have a surround sound speakers you know monitor setup so i got the jbls back there um the mk1s Mm. and then i have the mk2s right here in front of me um and they're all eights and then i have a small set of uh m audio bx5s sitting right here as well just for a just a different element different sound Mm. um yeah that's pretty much it man and and you know i i only i really use the machine for just kind of additives man when I'm adding hooks and uh kind of differentiations in the beat and stuff like that, so I use that a lot um but there's no way I can actually make a beat with a machine i I have no idea <laughs> how to even go about doing that um same with the complete uh the twenty five I'll play keys and stuff just to add into beats and stuff um but yeah, no, Koolaid two thousand. That's pretty much.
1: But what happens when it's no longer like supported? Like those things are are built to. <laughs> oh job. no no no,
5: no hey, hey yo, no, I've I've run into issues. You know, like that. Right? so. There's certain things that you know I have to do. So <laughs> so so here it is. Like so, in order to run, like say, we'll just say the machine MK two. You got to have a certain. Um. So I'll I'll run it on. Like right now, I'm running Windows ten. Um, Windows ten is luckily supports um, Cooletta 2000. I was very surprised because I ran XP for a long time. <laughs> oh I ran, I ran XP until probably two years ago. So, but then when I wanted to use the machine and the complete, I couldn't run XP because it wouldn't, those wouldn't run on XP. So I had to get some higher. I got, I have to meet a middle, a middle ground because it has to be, New enough to run newer newer machinery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but just old enough to run yeah. cool edit. <laughs> and so, you know, I think I'm gonna stay with 10 for a long time because I don't think uh, anything else will, will support cool edit, man. And, um, yeah, it just oh, a you know, part of your life is
2: just denying upgrades, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. That's that's, that's pretty much what it, what it is, man. And
5: you know, it's 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 really bad, man. Um, but working on cool edit, man, you really have to be good at chopping. Yeah. You really have to be good at, um, finding other ways to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like all these other, these new ways that people do stuff that make it so easy, you, you know, it, it, it literally takes me and it, it's cool, man, but I, it, it takes me a couple of days to make a beat. Okay. Um, okay. and, and uh, let me, let me, let me rephrase that more. So because I'm a father now, You know, I got two kids. Well, I'm not now. I've I've been a father for a long time now. But because I'm a dad and because, you know, I got kids coming down here messing around and, and, you know, bothering me. And I'm I'm married, so I got to go up and do the dishes every now and then and do this and whatever. I get interrupted a lot. So so I might start some drums. Then I got to leave for two hours. Then I might come back down here and finish those drums up and go through a sample or whatever and, you know, start chopping something up. And then I got to leave. And then never, never come back the rest of the night. Right. So then tomorrow morning I gotta, I gotta wake up and, you know, it it, is, so it takes me a while to make a beat. So my whole thing, like back when I was younger, back when I was, you know, single with no kids and had no responsibilities, um, you know, I I make probably a a good week for me was probably about 20 beats a week. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm no knots, Knots will make 20 beats in a day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But, um, I'll make probably 20 beats a week, you know, that was cool, but now if I can make 4 beats a week, damn. I'm good with that. But I'm good with that. Though I'm like yeah, Right, right. 4 because if you think about it, 4 beats a week, man, that's 16 beats a month. That's an yeah. albums worth of beats a month. A month. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. right. That's 12 albums a year. <laughs> I I only make 2 albums a year, you yeah. know, or I only put out 2 albums every 18 months, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm, Right. Um, so I don't really need to make more beats than that. And then I'm not the type of producer that shops beats around.
3: Okay. Mm No, I'm not,
5: I'm not a placement producer. I've never have been, Right. you know, I I place music on, you know, MCs albums that are for my friends or people that, you know, I'm not, I've never been like, yo, let me shop these beats around and try to get on this album and this album that I make my own albums. I'm not, you know, placement producer. So I don't need to sit here and make 20, 30, 40 beats a day. To try to you know get the numbers up right so out. I can place. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not. Right, letting, right. Not a mean.
1: volume so, shooter, no. <laughs>
5: <So> if <laughs> I can make yeah, if I can make four you know four beats a week, man, and um, that's a good week. That's, okay. That's a good week. Okay. Uh, if I can do that, I'm good. But 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 know that those four beats are quality.
3: Right.
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like four I put beats.
5: I put time into those beats and um. You know, I, people be like, oh man, I'll make a beat in five minutes. Well, yeah, that beat sounds like it was good. Right? <laughs> like, straight up. You know, trash, man. And so I try to make quality, quality material, man. That's, That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. I don't do throwaways. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the artist. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm not going to make a throwaway beat or put it, th- my name's on that. You know what right. I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yep. If right. I
5: don't like the beat, it's not coming out, period. Mm-hmm. If I don't like, if I don't like the beat, if I don't think the beat is any good, Chances are I'm going to delete it before I finish it. <laughs> but if I do finish it and I don't like it or, you know, I'm not putting it on an album period. I'm not hmm. putting it on anybody else's album. Okay. If my name is on that, man. I have a reputation to uphold. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Man, yeah. that, that was a, a, a great kind of explanation and really resonates with our whole aesthetic of, uh, of dad bodism and, and balancing all the things, <laughs> but, but still yeah, being, man. still being dope <laughs> as fuck. We want to thank you for coming on the program. Um Yo, I'm spacing on it. I'm spacing on the name of the new album. What's the name of the album with Shay?
5: As God intended.
1: As God intended coming As out God
5: intended. on no.
1: July tenth, Apollo Brown, Shade War. We've heard the record legally. So y'all um, like
5: y'all like the record? Y'all think
1: it's yeah. decent? Yeah, Love the record, man. Love the, the, the record. Thought, the thought part. joint is amazing,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, man. So when are when are you gonna produce a Black Thought solo album? What's up?
1: I'd <laughs> be man,
5: that. I'd do it. I would drop anything I'm doing to do that, bro. Man, there's bro. only a few. There's only a few people that I'll drop everything I'm doing, man. And that's you know Black Thought's one of them. Nas, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big J Electronica fan, so uh, sure. Um, yeah. I'll drop whatever, man. You know, and travel wherever, and do whatever <laughs> yeah. I got to do to make them happen.
0: Man, that Black would be Thought, man.
5: Black Thought is, uh dude's amazing, man. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I can't even thank him enough for even being a part of it. So, totally. yeah, man. Well, yeah, we love the album. Joints,
0: we yeah. love the album. So, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. And, I appreciate and appreciate it. it.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, All right. Sir. Take care. Be
0: well. Be well. All right, Peace, y'all. Man. Thank you.
5: Hey, Peace. yo, thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate it, man. And, um, yo. I'll be back, man. Just have me back anytime. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Really Hell appreciate yeah. that. Hell yeah. Cool. Talk soon, man. Thank All right. you. All right, That's y'all. Right. Peace. All right. Peace.
1: All right, Dad Bod Rat, pod, that was our conversation with Apollo Brown, who is uh, very much in our aesthetic lane uh, of Dad Buddhism. Uh, <laughs> he super cool interview. You never know what you're going to get with the interviews. Some, right. some folks are really, you know, uh, understated and, and real chill very affable i appreciated his energy and kind of the the backstory on the brown tape i'm just like i know
2: i know i'm i'm so much more interested in that now knowing he had to work (laughs) backwards that's so cool that's so um, funny. Fascinating answer on the Dilla stuff. Yes, totally, totally. Um, appreciate the but, honesty, because he could have yeah, lied. Dude. He could have been like... Right, right. Yeah, I'm sure he was, gets asked that often, and he has kind of... a That's that's what he says when people ask, but yeah, he was yeah. very honest about it. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm a primo guy, and like, totally <laughs> listening to his music... <laughs> he is a primo hear that. 100%. No, this is not a woozy no. beatscape where, yeah. you know, unexpected things happen. These are some these are some boom-bap hip-hop beats, but they're really, really good. They're yeah, really yeah. well Totally.
0: And, you know, I mean, dude has had a pretty long career and just has yeah. remained humble of talking about his cool edit from 20 years my ago. My God. That I was. read that on Wikipedia
1: and I was like, that can't be true. How can you even run it?
2: My mind. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what are you saying? I love yeah, that, man. though, man. I love yeah. that. It's, yeah. it's, it's that dedication
1: to a, um, he mentioned that it's not easy. And we, when we talked to Easy Mo many, many moons ago, he talked about having to load up beats on, I believe, the SB-1200. Right. How, right. Long, how long it would take to do each thing and how that contributed to how the music came out. And so it's dope to hear a producer in the modern era um, kind of have a similar aesthetic. I think the only other person that I know about that is a similarly archaic software is the electronic producer Burial, who apparently uses a PlayStation um music making thing from like 97
0: i used to have that
1: yeah to, to make a lot of this stuff and so crazy. It, it was dope that he really took us inside his process um we appreciated having him on to kind of give us some some real cool backstory and i feel like this will be a thing like whenever he drops something and he does a couple totally, a year, totally uh we'll we'll most certainly have him back on the program um, especially because he knows the pain of working on some shit and having to go wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, it.
2: I thought it was cool. And again, to be visual on our audio podcast, uh, I I don't hang out in that many studios. Maybe Damone, you can share me. Is it is it common to have a surround sound set up like nope. that? Nope. His that was, that sounded he so cool. To me. Yeah, it's he like fucking so Lux. when he makes the beats, he's inside of it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. That's so cool to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. In a in a perfect world, in a very high-end studio, you are, you're in the middle, like, and you're mm-hmm. getting it. So if you're mixing and mastering, the seat he was sitting in is like the seat, right? Gotcha. Right. Um, and so, yeah, to hear him talk about his setup, it makes me, again, understand his beats more. I go, yeah, yeah I could see how your production style in, especially in that setting, just sounds fucking amazing. So, um, I'm sorry, I'm spacing on the name of the, the record again. And, as God, God will, intended. As God intended, which is actually not gospel. Um, but uh, we've, we've heard the record. Shea she Noir is on the record. Great record. She
2: was on our show three weeks ago or maybe four weeks ago. I'm losing track of the weeks. Yeah. But it, you you will not hear both uh, artist and producer of one of what I think is going to be uh, one of the better records this year on any other podcast. So Ooh, that's right. what you get when you come here. Netflix. um I like it. I like it. We are the dad bod rap pod. You
1: can listen to us on all most of the platforms where you interact with podcasts, Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify. You can check us out on our UK syndication partner kiki.co.uk. Uh, we are on the socials stirring up trouble. We just cracked 1700 Twitter followers. So
2: feeling like- 1100 on Instagram. It's always nice to get some round numbers over the weekend. That's right. Um, <laughs> Nate's Obviously, we those. have a ways to go. We'd like to add a zero to both of those numbers. <laughs> but you know what? We
1: Our, our folks are, are real. Like I only think there's a couple auto body shops that follow us on Twitter. I think for the <laughs> most part, not too many Russian bots. Um, for sure. Really, really robust conversation. So you can check us out, interact with us, complain about the show at Pod on Twitter. Um, we are also and on Instagram, uh, at DadBodRatPod. For I all say. you
2: aspiring Apollo Browns, I'm running low on beats uh, to use in between the segments of the show. Okay. Um, I'm dead serious. you If wow. send them, there is a good possibility I will use them. Um, I don't use all of them, um, and I don't, I don't fuck with placement services and, like, weird shiny shit. Like, I want your weird beats made out of old records that you can't use anywhere else i want your 30 second snippets i want your minute long thing you didn't think fit for any rapper i want your Mm -hmm. like homemade shit that reflects our ethos of like you know real hip-hop without being like fucking dickheads about i only fuck with real hip-hop right but for this
1: instance we only fuck with real (laughs) hip-hop in a way
2: (laughs) in a way in a way but uh, like people never believe me when i say I want their weird shit. I want your shit. You didn't think fit anywhere else. It might just make a perfect interlude on a podcast. Uh, But email us uh, dadbodrapod at gmail.com. I try to respond to everyone who's in the wheelhouse. I don't respond to every single person. If it's just like, no, if it's amateurish or it's like a weird placement service and they want to start talking about money, it's like a no, this is on some homie shit. We will, we will like mention you on the show, mention you in the show notes. You'll kind of become part of our, our deal um and i think it's worked out pretty well for some of the people who've done it so that's my little psa for myself okay. um i can always grab stuff off of streaming or youtube and sometimes i like to make little musical jokes like um you know that make like little reference songs um but mostly i just like cool weird dusty beats okay. in between the things and it's a big part of the show and it's a way you can you can interact with the show if you want and i know it's weird to ask people for stuff for free Uh, We have no budget for this. We've never made any money doing the show. So if that sounds good to you, great. If not, I understand. But send me some beats. There it is. Nate
1: is is going to be uh, reviewing your beats sent to Pod at Gmail. Um, Dave and I are just going to sit back and uh, listen to the curation. I, I always appreciate, Nate, that you actually go through these shits. Like I see the emails come in and I'm like, woo, glad that's not me. <laughs> that is, that can be tedious, but we've had uh, some really good. Um, I feel like some really good submissions.
0: Um,
2: oh, uh, totally. We've had some of the, months.
0: some of the best dudes in the game gave us their beats, you know, and yeah. we're very, uh, very grateful for that. So, totally. yeah, it's Absolutely.
2: been an awesome way to build relationships with people, even if they're not someone we, would interview necessarily or they're like not in like an album cycle or doing press right Right, now, but it's a cool way to interact with people. Absolutely.
1: Um, Yeah. Let's, let's Uh, keep the, keep the community flourishing.
2: And, um, shit.
1: We're, we're the dad bod rap pod. We drop an episode every Thursday. This is episode 120 fucking five. So please, um, you know, tune in, check us out, tell a friend, um, I want to change Nate's comment that we've never made a dime. I'd like to make a dime. Right. Between, right. <laughs> between now and, uh, I don't know, the end of, the end of quarantine. So, One dime, three ways.
2: Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> three, three point, point three three, cents. three three cents. Nate, I give you my three point, my point three three. You do an amazing job. Uh,
2: <laughs> Thank you, Thank interviewing you.
1: and producing the show. Shout out to Dave Ma, uh, the booking god, for everybody who asks, like, how did you land said person, Dave?
2: Baugh. I love when people ask that. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, have like a twenty-year journalism career, be nice to everyone, favors, <laughs> um, you Dave know, be internationally published, <laughs> you know, like, be, be humble. And then um, you can have really cool <laughs> guests on really your hip hop show. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's right. I've,
1: I've I've never ridden better coattails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: the view is good. Yes, yes, just,
0: j- just don't be a dick. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know. Well,
2: that's what it really comes down <laughs> to. I but, think, uh, shout to, out to bring it full circle.
0: Yeah. Shout out to you, Ramon. Uh, Ramon. Wow. Oh. Ramon. <laughs> shout out to mc damon um yo um, for, for holding down for holding everything down as well man appreciate you right on man um you noticed apollo brown said mc
1: like six times in the first
0: <laughs> five seconds um that's hilarious
1: yes because our show always wraps up neatly this is the dad bod rap pod What time.